Rock the Word, Episode 2. Welcome to Rock the Word. I am your podcast pastor, Jim Shrimplin, and today we are going to start in on Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 1. So if you have your Bible handy, go ahead and open it up to Romans chapter 1. If you're uh, driving or some in some way not able to open up your Bible, listen here, listen to what the Word of God says. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scripture regarding his son, who, as his earthly life, was a descendant of David, and who, through the spirit of holiness, was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to obedience that comes from faith for his his namesake, and you also are among the, those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today we are looking at Romans chapter 1, 1 through 7, and this is is the, the greeting, the salutation that Paul writes for the book of Romans. Uh, be, it would be very similar to, to our dear George or dear Mary at the top of, of our letters. And Paul um, introduces himself, Paul, and he tells you who he is. He's a servant of Jesus Christ. Now, the word servant there is an, an interesting word. Uh, in the NIV, it is trans, the Greek word doulos is translated as servant, but it could also mean slave or bond servant. So Paul is uh, right off the bat telling you that he's a slave of Christ Jesus. And you know what? We're all a servant or a slave to something or someone. It just depends on whose servant or slave, bond servant you want to be. Paul says he's a slave to Christ Jesus, but we're all a slave or servant to something, whether it be our phone or whether it be our our bank account or whatever we're all a servant or slave to something so look at your life today what are you a servant or slave to Paul goes on to say that he's called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel's sake. Now, we're all called to be something, to do something for the sake of the gospel. I'm called to be a pastor. Maybe you're called to work at Hy-Vee, or maybe you're called to work at Walmart, or maybe you're called to work at Wall Street, or maybe you're called to do insurance salesman, be an insurance salesperson, or whatever. But everybody is called to do something for the gospel. Doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, you are called to be something for the gospel's sake. What are you called to be today? Now, this gospel that we're called to and that we're called to be used in, this gospel was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scripture. So, from uh, Genesis to Malachi, the prophets that he's talking about, they were all promised beforehand that there was going to be another covenant, that there was going to be a Messiah that would come 
and it was promised in the Holy Scriptures. And now Paul is saying that that person that was promised in the Holy Scriptures beforehand through the prophets was Christ Jesus. When it comes to his earthly life, Messiah was supposed to be a descendant of David. That's on the fleshly side. On the earthly side, the Messiah was going to be a descendant of David. And of course, Christ Jesus was an ascent, a descendant of David, as Paul tells us in verse 3. On the spiritual side of things, Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and it was uh, appointed, approved, if you will, by the resurrection, his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord. And through him, and through the power of the resurrection, we receive grace and are called to be obedient to the faith that is for his name's sake. And he goes on to tell the Romans that you are also among the Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. And then, of course, he ends up his opening greeting to all who are in Rome, loved by God and called to be his holy people. I am so glad that I am loved by God and I am called to be a part of his holy people and we receive his grace and peace. And we receive that from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as we go into Romans chapter 1, verse 8 and following, this section would be titled, entitled, Paul's Longing to Visit Rome. Paul was considered the apostle to the Gentiles, so he wanted to go to Rome and teach and preach the word. And he's telling the, the Romans this in, in verse 8. Listen to verse 8 and following. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness how I constantly remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts to make you strong. That is, that you and I be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but I have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as is written, the righteous will live by faith. Let's look at some of that here for just a minute. Going back up to verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Praising them for the fact that their faith is being reported all over the world. These people were doing great things for God and 
it was reported. People knew about it. They were doing things, and uh, they would other folks would get on the Roman roads, and they would say, "Hey, have you heard what's going on in Rome? Man, they're, they're really preaching the gospel over there." Paul was thanking God through Jesus Christ for them because of their faith. Now, let me ask you this: Is your faith being reported? Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be reported all over the world, but where is your faith being reported? Is it being reported at the, at the school where you where you go to school, or is it being reported about you uh, that you're a person of faith on the job? Where is your faith being reported? And is somebody thanking God for you because of your witness? I hope so. Verse 9, God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of a son is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. Paul wants to go to Rome. And he wants to go so that he can preach and teach the gospel. How many times have we uh, longed to do something and for some reason it just didn't seem to happen? We thought God was against us for one reason or another. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Even the Apostle Paul had things that he wanted to do that seemed that that, it, that God didn't want him to do. That it, it, At the very least, things were getting in his way where he couldn't go to Rome. How many times have you wanted to do something, but it just seemed that one thing after another got in your way and you weren't able to go. He wanted to go to Rome. He says, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. So notice that he was wanting to go to impart a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift to make them strong, to make their faith stronger. And not only that their faith would be made stronger, but that his faith would, faith would be made stronger as well. Because he says in verse 12, he wanted to go to Rome to impart spiritual gifts to make them strong. Not only was he going to impart spiritual gifts to them to make them strong, but he also wanted to be encouraged by their faith. In verse 12, it says that that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. When you go to church, do you encourage somebody in their faith every time you go to church? Does somebody come up to you and encourage you in your faith every time you go to church? That's what we should be doing in church. When we go to church, we should be encouraging each other in our faith. That way we can get those spiritual gifts that make us strong. That's one of those spiritual gifts that makes us strong is the church coming together, being the church. We're not arguing, we're not fighting, but we're there to mutually encourage each other's faith. And he wants to make sure that they know that it wasn't his his plan not to come. He wanted to come. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, he says in verse 13, that I planned many times to come to you. He wanted to, he really wanted to go. He wanted to have a harvest in Rome, um, just like he had had in other, in other places where the Gentiles were. He was the apostle to the Gentiles, and he wanted to preach the gospel to them. And he goes on and he says... 
because he's obligated both the Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel you, to, to you who are in Rome. He felt an obligation to preach the gospel to whomever he met. And he wanted to go to Rome and preach this gospel. He felt obligated. He felt like this was something he had to do. Do we have that same obligation, that same feeling of obligation to preach the Word of God, to be a witness, to testify about our faith, whether it be to our co-workers or whether it be to your uh, to somebody who you think is uh, really wise, somebody who you think is above you, or maybe it's to somebody who who you think is below you? Do you feel obligated to preach the gospel, to teach the gospel, to witness about the gospel, to to be a quote-unquote good Christian so that some people might be able to see your faith and be encouraged? And he goes on to say that he's not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Are you ashamed of the gospel today? I don't want to be ashamed of the gospel. I don't ever want to be ashamed of the gospel. I don't want to be ashamed of the power of God that brings salvation not only to me but to everyone who believes. If it wasn't for the power of God, we would never know salvation. I'm not ashamed of this gospel, and I hope that you aren't either. And this gospel went to the Jew first, and the Jews rejected it. So then now it goes to the Gentiles, and it's a gospel of righteousness, a gospel of righteousness within it. And it was revealed to us, a righteousness that comes to us, and it was by faith. And it's by faith from first to last. When we first receive the, the gospel and the, the righteousness, Righteousness of God, we receive it by faith. And when our life is over and we are uh, about ready to be transported into glory, it's going to be by faith. It's by faith that we are saved, not by our works, lest anyone should boast. No, the righteousness of God comes by faith, and it is by faith from first to last. And he goes on to say, just as it was written, the righteous will live by faith. I think that's a reference back to Abraham in Genesis, where he was considered righteousness for his believing God when God had called him out of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans and said, go to a mountain which I will show you and Abraham got up and he left and he did it by faith he believed God had called him to do something for him and that was to go to the mountain to go to a mountain that he would show him in a far off place let me ask you what is God calling you to do today by faith maybe he's calling you to be saved by faith maybe he's calling you to be 
sanctified by faith, which just means he's calling you to become more holy, to get your life right with Christ, that the positional, where you are positionally in Christ becomes also what you are in Christ. He'll, Whatever Paul will talk God more about that as do, we get into the book of Romans. You will have to exercise we'll get more your into faith. that. But what well, that's is it God for this calling of you Rock to the do word. We're for him? That you what is God calling you to do today? the word of God with us. Next time, we'll be looking at God's wrath against sinful humanity as we go into Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and following. We'll be looking at a subject matter that most people don't like to talk about, and that is the wrath of God. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. Thank you.